It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Remember that day of all days in early February, the National Signing Day? Oh, yes, that thing is still a thing. Well, yes, it is, but it's not necessarily the same luster it once had. We're previewing it for BYU football and what to expect on Wednesday. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, and we are brought to you today by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel. It's Super Bowl week, every, uh, Super Bowl week this week, everybody. You get started today with new customers joining, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, Simple as that, my friends. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And yes, it is National Signing Day tomorrow. I know that that is a day that in the college football universe has kind of fallen by the wayside. The the star power that that day had for so many years. Think about it. The first Wednesday in the month of February used to be one that college football fans looked forward to annually. It's kind of one of the the roadmap to the offseason, one of the markers along the way, a milestone, if you will, was National Signing Day. Well, then about four or five years ago, they added what they called Early Signing Window, which comes up in mid to late December, right ahead of Christmas time. It's usually kind of in that 15 to the December 15th to December 20th, that time period. It's a three-day window when athletes who have already committed to their uh, respective college football programs can sign with those universities, and then they have essentially this National Signing Day as a secondary signing day, and it has taken all kinds of star power away from National Signing Day, but does not mean that it's not an important day uh, for college football programs. Because once you get through the early signing window, the vast majority of prospects in most football programs, BYU included, have signed the majority of the guys they are going to have in that recruiting class. So this is, we're talking right now about the 2024 recruiting class, and about 95-ish percent of BYU's recruiting class is already in. Junior college, transfer portal, and high school athletes all uh, signing and uh, 
uh, getting into school, and a lot of them enrolling, if they enrolled early, are already at BYU. But this uh, secondary window is interesting in the fact that it is going to allow BYU maybe supplement the roster just a little bit. Now, they've spent the last month and a half-ish since that early signing window scouring uh, the country, looking for all kinds of options when it comes to the recruiting sphere. But the other thing is is that BYU, having signed as many guys as they did, and uh, signed as many is a relative term because, remember, BYU last year brought in over half of uh, their roster was brand new on last year's uh, football squad, whether that was return missionaries, high school signees enrolling, transfer portal targets, junior college enrollees, and the like across the board. BYU turned over more than half of their roster last year. They're not going to have that same amount of turnover this year, but they still did sign the vast majority of the guys are going to sign in this recruiting cycle in December. So what is tomorrow going to hold for BYU? Well, I expect you'll see uh, at least a trickle of names coming in for BYU, but it's not going to be anything that's out of the ordinary. There's not going to be a revolutionary signing in my mind that is going to make BYU fans uh, slack jawed and be like, what in the world just happened? We just got it. That's just not going to happen. Now, Falatau Satuwala uh, was the big uh, surprise for BYU. Obviously him picking BYU uh, at the All-American Bowl. Uh, BYU already announced his signing, meaning he had signed in the early signing window. So there are three names in particular I'm going to be tracking for BYU going into signing day tomorrow. Could there be one or two more names that end up being announced by BYU? What I mean by that is, if uh, I should back up real quick on this is that if BYU announces a kid is signed with the university, that means they are a scholarship athlete who has signed a national letter of intent. There are a number of guys and athletes who are going to join BYU or may have already joined BYU who are walk-on athletes. When you are a walk-on, a preferred walk-on, or just a walk-on in general, you do not sign any paperwork that is legally binding between you and the university, so therefore BYU is not going to announce your name. And that goes for a guy like Mark Collins. Now, many of you might remember that name. He was a transfer from Weber State. University who announced he was committed to BYU but never was announced by the Cougars. Well, I saw on social media this past week that he is already working out with BYU in Provo. He is a part of their offseason workouts. Uh, they have divided up the team into uh, multiple, they call teams. There's about eight to ten athletes, it looks like, uh, per team, and they're competing in various tasks in winter workouts. And Mark Collins is on one of those teams. So that what does that mean? Mark Collins is a walk-on with the BYU football program. He is enrolled at BYU. He is a member of the football program, but he is not an official signee scholarship player, so therefore you're not going to hear his name announced. Could that change tomorrow and BYU decides to change his uh, status to a scholarship athlete? Yes, that could happen, but it appears right now that he is a walk-on. So, Back to the point at hand. What are the three names that I am tracking going into National Signing Day for BYU tomorrow? Well, number one is a name that has been rumored for a long time now. It's the name of Naki Tuakoi out of the Bay Area. Plays for Fremont Senior High School out there in Oakland, California. Six foot four, two hundred twenty-two uh, pound edge rusher slash linebacker prospect. And I think BYU's in pretty strong position to land this young man. He's a high-level three-star prospect. Twenty-four-seven uh, Sports has him an eighty-seven uh, rating. The overall composite ratings have him in 89, which is on the cusp of flipping over to four-star territory. And if BYU can officially get Naki Tuakoi to pick BYU and sign the paperwork, that would be a huge pickup for the Cougars. Now, Rivals has already said that he is committed slash signed with BYU. Maybe they knew something that nobody else did and were willing to report it. We'll find out. But I'm expecting... 
that he'll watch Naki Tuakoi if he does sign with BYU. That announcement comes tomorrow. Now, one of his high school teammates that BYU's been hot on the heels of as well is another kid to keep an eye on, and that is the name of Sefo Aukila, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now, Aukila is listed as an athlete on 24-7 sports. He has been committed uh, to Arizona since September. He is an 86 rating from 24-7 sports, uh, 85 and, and change rating composite-wise uh, across the country, but at six foot three, 227 pounds, he is a bulldozer of an athlete. He could end up playing running back, tight end, linebacker, defensive end. There's a myriad of positions that BYU could put a guy like Sefo Aquila uh, on the field at, and I would track his name heavily considering Jed Fish's departure from Arizona and that seemingly uh, changing the dynamic around uh, Aquila's commitment. Now, could Brent Brennan, a guy who's got connections to the Bay Area, having come over from San Jose State, could he have firmed up Aquila's commitment? That very well could be the case, but it's another name to track going into tomorrow and see if he backs off of that commitment uh, to Arizona and ultimately uh, joins his high school teammate Inaki Tuikoi and going to BYU. Uh, he played quarterback in high school and 6'3", 227. You can't teach that kind of size uh, for a young man. And I really think that this tandem of Tuikoi and Alkila would be really, really uh, welcome signings for BYU because both of them, as I mentioned, are high-level athletes who could do a lot of good for the Brigham Young University football program. And then the third name that I am tracking, and this is a bit of a sentimental one for many of us who have watched BYU football for any significant period of time. That has the name of Lance Reynolds III. Now, if the last name Reynolds sounds familiar to you, I hope it does because Lance Reynolds Sr. was a player for BYU, was a graduate assistant, ended up being a, an, an assistant coach through three different head, coach, head coaches at BYU, working first for Lavelle Edwards, going through the Gary Croton years, and then ultimately uh, spending a large chunk uh, of time with on Bronco Mendenhall staff as well across like 30-some-odd years with the BYU football program program for Lance Sr. His four sons, Lance Jr., uh, Dallas, uh, if I get these right, Matt, and then Houston were all members of the BYU football program, all of them offensive linemen like their father. Lance Sr. ended up coaching mainly running backs during his uh, career at BYU, ended up as an assistant head coach at points, offensive coordinator, recruiting coordinator. He did it all for the BYU football program. And I, I, I can tell you, to a man that I have ever met, they speak extremely highly of Lance Sr. And obviously that legacy carries on now with Lance Reynolds III. He is the son of Lance Jr., who was the oldest of Lance Sr.'s sons, if you can kind of catch the the trend here, uh, but Lance uh, the third is not an offensive lineman. No, he is a six foot two, one hundred ninety pound athlete out of Orem High School, so a stone's throw away from BYU. Played quarterback throughout his career. Listed as an athlete uh, per recruiting services out there, has an eighty rating uh, from twenty four seven Sports. So he's actually one of the lowest rated uh, additions to the BYU class. If he does indeed sign with BYU, and I am fully expecting him to sign with the Cougars and carry on. Now the third. Uh, the third generation of Reynolds playing for the BYU football program. Now, Lance is an interesting case because he played quarterback in high school, and I really, really liked watching him play as hard as it is for me as a former Mountain View Bruin to give credit to an Orem Tiger. But Lance Reynolds III, folks, when he was on his game, there were very few quarterbacks like him at the Utah high school football level. Does it mean that he's going to play quarterback at BYU? Not necessarily. He's got all the athleticism to play at a myriad of other positions. I could very easily see him uh, being a guy that Jay Hill 
tries to like entice over to the defensive secondary uh, and bring him on. It's similar to Crew Wakely. Many of you might recall that Crew Wakely was an all-everything uh, quarterback here in the state of Utah and then has ended up as a very capable safety in the BYU defense. Could that be the path that Lance Reynolds III follows for BYU? TBD, but uh, this will be the third generation of Reynolds enrolling, but the th- uh, first generation of a Reynolds not playing offensive line for the Cougars, which is a little bit of a, uh, uh, that's just, a, a, I guess, a stepping away from the tradition. But nonetheless, it's cool to see the Reynolds family name continuing to grace BYU and uh, wishing nothing but the best for Lance Reynolds III as he moves forward here. So those are the three names I'm tracking going into tomorrow. So it could be a pretty light day overall, and we'll recap it all on our Thursday edition of the podcast, and I'll have some more thoughts, maybe if uh, some news pops up between now and tomorrow's show that I'll pass along to you guys on Wednesday. But uh, it's not going to be, like I said, the, the day that it used to be. Because National Signing Day, trust me, I, I got all kinds of geeked out growing up for National Signing Day. It was like the one of the biggest days because you're looking at these guys you've been tracking for years uh, in multiple circumstances. They finally put pen to paper, fax in that National Letter of Intent, and they're on their way. But really now, that that's kind of the star powers I mentioned of National Signing Day. It kind of goes into the month of December with that early signing window, and this has essentially now been relegated to second-tier status, which is a bit disappointing, but all the same. Uh, fun to have these guys uh, getting their chance with BYU and we'll see if I go three for three on these guys or if I miss out we'll find out it's going to be an interesting day all the same we'll have a full reaction for you guys uh, coming up later on in the week all right coming up here in just a minute BYU basketball in action tonight Uh, they're in Norman Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma Sooners Uh, this looks like a game that could end up being a top 25 showdown while the Oklahoma Sooners they did not hold up their end of the bargain as they have fallen out of the top 25 but that does not mean that BYU can take them lightly at all as Porter Moser squad wants nothing more than to take down BYU. We'll talk about this matchup coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel has been with us for months now, but it is Super Bowl week, my friends, and a, a, a big thank you to all of you for your support, and a big a hearty congratulations to FanDuel for leading us into this week. They are America's number one sports book. Right now, all of us are getting ready for the Super Bowl, and if you're like me, the Super Bowl is all about finding the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and in placing some super bets with our friends over at FanDuel. If you guys want to have some extra fun with the Super Bowl this year, do it with our friends at FanDuel. You can get your food. I, I'm a big finger food guy when it comes to the game. I like to sit down on the couch, and I'm there for the game. Uh, commercials or whatever, the, the the halftime show, it's Usher, so that's fun for a guy who grew up in the heyday of Usher in the early 2000s. as my high school era, so obviously I have an affinity for Usher, but it's all about the game for me, but also you can have extra fun by having some fun by betting on the game itself, whether it's prop bets for Taylor Swift, who seems to be taking over this Super Bowl. Uh, could it be something like you've got a, a thought that a player's going to score the first touchdown in the game? You simply want to put money on the team you think is going to win, whether it's the Chiefs or the 49ers. You can do it all with our friends at uh, FanDuel. The best part is you not only can bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, you can have fun with a myriad of other options. I have checked out their website and there are just hundreds, if not thousands of different ways you can have some fun with our friends at FanDuel. So new customers join today and you'll get $200, by the way, in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Simple as that. $200 in bonus bets if your bet of $5 or more wins. It's as simple as it can be, my friends. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Make every moment more with our friends over at FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. They have the Learn and Earn feature. It's the UCC mobile banking app's way of paying your entire family to learn about money. You all be smarter when it comes to all of our finances, and this is the way you can do it really simply. They break down financial topics, speaking of Learn and Earn, into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, you're 
earn points, they accrue community for gift cards to places like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, and Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. All can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And Learner and Earn is available inside the UCC mobile banking app so you can play it anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you play, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you earn. It's as simple as that, my friend. It's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I uh, want to say a heartfelt uh, thank you to all of you for the birthday wishes yesterday. Yes, uh, it came and went, but it was really, really fun to spend time with my kids and my wife and uh, just go out to dinner and enjoy some downtime. So uh, thank you to all of you for the support. And it's obviously, it means the world to me. I started this venture doing this podcast over five and a half years ago. Actually, yeah, five and a half years ago, roughly now. And I was 32 then, thinking I was young and spry. And now I'm 30 with three kids and it's just crazy to consider how far we've come but I have no plans on stopping anytime soon so once again thank you for all of your support but let's talk about more important things and that is BYU basketball now they have moved up to number 21 in the rankings from 22 last week after the 13 point win at West Virginia Uh, I still don't understand some of these uh, national pollsters who are not ranking BYU weekly guys like John Wilner do you just have to continue to have an axe to grind about BYU or do you think you know something that nobody else knows but here's the thing BYU's firmly in the mix of the middle of the Big 12 Conference. They just got came home off, like they actually didn't come home. They traveled to Oklahoma off of a big win over West Virginia and rewarded with a one-place uh, bump in the national rankings. I think 21 is a pretty solid place for BYU to be, especially considering they're sitting like, almost dead center in the middle of the Big 12 standings at 4-4, four and four, seventh place overall. I'm looking forward uh, to see how, seeing how things pan out tonight. Now, Oklahoma was ranked until this week, and it's crazy to consider that Oklahoma is now unranked because uh, it wasn't like three or four weeks ago. This was a top-10 ranked Oklahoma squad, and they've had a similar rise this season uh, to BYU in that they did not have a ton of expectations placed upon them in the preseason. Uh, Porter, Mo- Porter Moser, the former Loyola Chicago coach, has done some pretty good things during his time at Oklahoma, but uh, it's crazy to consider this was a squad. I think I saw them as high as nine. They may have been even higher than that at one point this season, but life comes at you fast in the Big 12. And that shows you how quickly things can change for a program like Oklahoma. Now, they are coming into this game as they host BYU on the heels of losing three of their last four. They have lost against Texas at home, also to Texas Tech at home by one point. Then it beat Kansas State on the road and boat raced the Wildcats 73-53 to and then lost at UCF, by the way, this past weekend, giving Johnny Dawkins his 300th career career win as a head coach. But that brings him into this game tonight, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, a tip against BYU and I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is a, a nice, strong litmus test for BYU. Can they take the momentum they gained from the win over West Virginia, translate it into a second straight road win here in the Big 12. Uh, All these road games for BYU in the Big 12, any one of them you get a a road win in are valuable, extremely valuable because we've seen that this Big 12 conference, they just love to cannibalize one another and that's part of the uh, the glory of this conference. I I, I don't know about y'all, but I can sit down seemingly, even if it's not BYU playing and uh, I will freely admit I have struggled for years with college basketball and just my overall interest level in it but this Big 12 conference right now, and I sound like a Mark Pope, this Big 12 conference right now, he uses that phrase all the time in our media availabilities, but it's been really, really high level hoops. It's been really fun to sit down 
and watch these games play out. I, I am entertained by almost anybody playing in this conference because they all have different uh, styles of play, but they've got high-level athletes, and they absolutely get after on a game-in and game-out basis. Yes, there are games that teams get blow out, blown out. I talked about uh, Oklahoma boat racing Kansas State. That's going to happen when you don't shoot the ball well in a, in a certain game or you have your you have issues or whatever, but the nice part is seemingly every game on the docket here in the Big 12 has delivered in spades, and I really, really enjoy enjoy that fact about this conference. That brings us back to this game. BYU's got to be able to slow down uh, a pretty high-level attack from Oklahoma. JV McCollum is their leading scorer with 14.3 points per game. Otega Owe is his backcourt running mate with 13 points a game. And then Jalen Moore in the front court with 10.2 points per game. Those are your leading scorers uh, for Oklahoma in this game. And BYU's going to have to counter with their lineup. And it is still TBD on Ali Khalifa's status. And uh, they were hoping that they maybe could get him to fly out uh, after recovering, hopefully, from his illness and injury uh, concerns that kept him home from the West Virginia trip, but you, you look at this, and it's interesting to watch Oklahoma style versus what BYU brings. Uh, Porter Moser plays a three-guard lineup, uh, really kind of perimeter-based attack here, but uh, okay, so it was, okay, I just looked this up. I was looking up as we were going along here. They have risen up to as high as number seven as after a 10-0 start to the season, but once again, you fall out of the rankings after high, rising as high as number seven. Once again, life comes at you really quick in the Big 12, and it can take you from as high as seven in the national polls to out of the top 25. It's crazy, but uh, the biggest thing is that it's a boomer bust Oklahoma squad. And what I mean by that is uh, it's something that I saw on Vanquish the Foe and Robbie McCombs wrote the preview. He points this out. The Sooners don't play a ton of close games. I'm quoting from this article here. Their four conference wins have an average margin of 11.5 points and the five uh, defeats have an average of 9.6 points. They either blow out or get blown out, it feels like, with Oklahoma. So that's the interesting part about that. And their, only, their one point loss to Texas Tech, as I pointed out, is their only conference conference lost by fewer than nine points in this game. So I, I'm looking forward to this because this is an Oklahoma squad. If you look at the roster, similar to Texas Tech and some of these other squads, Houston is a similar circumstance where they're not necessarily the tallest, longest uh, team out there. And BYU should, in some cases, have the size advantage with Noah Waterman and Ali Khalifa is available. They should have a, a twin tower lineup that should uh, tower over what Oklahoma has. But Oklahoma's got the ability uh, to uh, do a lot of things. But the biggest question mark is Ali Khalifa's status. Now, if he's not able to go, can Fuseni Traore back up what he did against West Virginia and bring it uh, with him to Norman? You got to hope so, because his ability to attack and really open up the inside scoring for BYU, he had the season-high 24 points. I think his career high was 26, so he was not far off of a career high against West Virginia. If he can bring that inside scoring punch, think of how much more effective BYU was with him uh, just making life miserable in, on the interior for West Virginia, and then it grew the ability, excuse me, to kick it out uh, to wide open guys on the perimeter and BYU's penchant for shooting the three ball, when that has that ability to have the inside out attack, it really changes how effective BYU can be and really opens up this BYU offense. So you got to have Fusene Troy step, step up in a big way. You also need to have Atiki Ali Atiki have one of his better games. He's been in a little bit of a slump here. Now, Atiki is uh, a guy who is going to play foul prone. He's going to be foul prone because that's just the style of play he is. He's not necessarily the most graceful guy out there on the court, but what he brings is a hard-nosed edge to this BYU squad. And I can appreciate that about Atiki Ali Atiki. Like I said, he's not the most polished guy. If you want a polished player, 
there. Look more at a Fuseni Traore or an Ali Khalifa. But one thing that Tiki Ali Tiki brings is just a pure physical power and uh, just prowess that BYU will need in a matchup like this. His ability uh, to play with that power would actually go a long way. I hope and hoping uh, helping. Excuse me, not hoping helping BYU. Uh, play better and have better interior presence in this game, but uh, it feels like this could be a game where it kind of goes up and down end-to-end in Norman, and I'm looking forward to it. I I think BYU stands pretty good odds in this game. I'm not uh, by any means saying that BYU should go in there and boat race uh, Oklahoma, but you got to think if you're BYU, what you did against West Virginia has got to give you as good a shot to go into Oklahoma and make it two straight road wins, and if BYU, by the way, can get this road win and push their record to 5-4 and in conference, they'd be 17-5, and They'd be really riding high as they head back home uh, to Provo to get ready for Kansas State on Saturday night. And who knows what could happen for BYU if you can prove you can win games like this against Oklahoma on the road. West Virginia is a bottom-tier Big 12 team. That's a relative term because the Big 12 doesn't really have a bottom tier, as it seems, but the record-wise would indicate that. And BYU handled them and made a really... nice hay with that win. This Oklahoma game, that's kind of the next level here. They are right in the same mix with BYU. They're 4-5 and five in conference. They're 16-6 and six overall. So, uh, there's a lot going for BYU in this game. Both of these teams like to score it a lot. BYU averages 84.4 points per game. Oklahoma 77.6. So, it's going to be a back-and-forth affair, and I'm looking forward to it. I do think that BYU should carry their confidence they have from that West Virginia game, and I can see them squeaking out a close one. I, I could see this game ended up like 74-72, something in that realm. But uh, as Robbie McCombs points out, Oklahoma, they like I said, they either play big wins or big losses, and that could uh, be good or bad for BYU if that history holds true, and we'll, we'll ultimately see, uh, wait to see what happens in tonight's game. It's going to be on ESPN Plus, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus if you want to tune into that. Uh, I'd encourage you guys, if you want to watch BYU basketball, you got to have ESPN Plus because it's a really, really important thing to watch the vast majority of these BYU basketball games. All right, so coming up next, uh, we're going to round out this edition of the show with part two of my conversation with Jackson Robinson, a native of Ada, Oklahoma, stones throw away seemingly from Norman. What does growing up in that state mean for him as he now heads back to play against the Sooners? What does it mean for his family and friends who are fully expected to be in attendance at the game tonight. We'll get to that next as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Now, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, eBay Motors is here for you guys, making sure that you guys are taken care of when it comes to your vehicle. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive, my friends. And eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, excuse me, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. It's as simple as that because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com, my friends. Once again, that's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, and eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to encourage you guys, if you've not done so already, check out the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today, and it's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, including yours truly, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. All right, before we go on today's show, I'm, I'm going to let you guys hear part two of a conversation I recorded last week with Jackson Robinson. Now, this is a young man who I have really been impressed with. He's getting NBA draft love uh, from different uh, websites and uh, analysts out there. And who knows what the future holds for him? But I know what the future tonight holds for him. And that is a lot of people that he knows, family and friends and coaches and people he has grown up with who are going to make the trek from A to Oklahoma and surrounding areas to Norman to watch him and the BYU Cougars face off against the Oklahoma Sooners. I had a great chat with him about what it means for him to be from Oklahoma, from quote-unquote football territory and uh, how uh, how happy is he to be representing BYU as they head back into Norman, Oklahoma tonight. So without further ado, here you go. Jackson Robinson with myself right here on Locked on Cougars. You're a kid from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Ada, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You're from Big 12 country. What does it mean to be playing in this league for you? Um, it's, it's exciting just having uh, like family, friends, be able to come out to games because uh, last year in WCC, it was so far away. It wasn't easy for my parents or family family friends to travel around so uh just having the opportunity to have a whole bunch of people from ada and stuff like that be able to come up to that game will be really really fun so now oklahoma is no more as football territory did, did you grow up like feeling like hey i'm, I'm kind of playing the anti-sport here in a way in this state uh i really didn't even think anything about okay. it when i was that young um just kind of being a kid uh-huh. that's about it to be honest did you grow up in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State fan? Were you in the Were you in the Red River rivalry at all? Like, what was your ex- growing up experience? Like? Uh, not really, okay. not really, because I moved away when I was pretty young and went to Missouri for a few years, okay. and I came back to Oklahoma. So, um, you know, it was kind of weird just moving back and mm-hmm. trying to figure out that rivalry. But I don't think I have a preference. Okay, so you, you didn't you, you weren't like diehard one way or the other or anything no, like that growing no. up. I can understand that now. Uh, Oklahoma is a very, uh, like I said, football-heavy like emphasis, but they've got a very good basketball culture as well, it feels like. Can you speak a little bit to that? Uh, yeah. I mean, Porter Motors doing a great job over there. They're a really mm-hmm. good basketball team. Um, they've been playing exceptional basketball since the season started. Yeah. Um, so we know when we go in there, it's, gonna, it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really tough game, so just making sure that we're locked in and um, just coming out figure out a way to win. How big is it that like you'll be going to you'll be also be going to Oklahoma State at some point here in the season as well? Like you talk about the fact that you can have people from your hometown, from A to just drive to see to see you. How how big is that for you personally? If, if even if like they're not necessarily family per se. Right. Um, I mean, it's huge. It means a lot because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Um, and there's only so many times it happens during the season. So just making sure that I'm taking advantage of it and knowing that all these people are coming out to see me, um, just making sure I, I play my heart out and hopefully we can come out of a win. 
Now, do you, I, I know in football, I talk to football players all the time, and they talk about when they go to their hometowns, they play near their hometowns, family and friends come out and they're like, hey, can you hook me up with tickets? Mm -hmm. Are you having, are you getting hit up left, right, and center about this? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Do you have any idea how many people might be showing up? Uh, honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, it's a conversation We're talking me like and my parents have had. Dozens? Like, what, what, do you have any idea, like, just general? Uh, not really. Okay. I'm just going to try and take as many tickets as I can. Are we, ta are we talking, like, talking to teammates, being like, bro, I need to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, teammates and coaches for sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're willing to trade with you as well. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the for best sure. part about this. Kate, last thing for me, uh, I wanted to ask, well, I'll ask two things for me. I wanted to ask you, who's the best hooper in the family? You talk about the fact you come from a family legacy of hoopers. Who's the best hooper in the family, or at least thinks they are? Is it you? Um, well, you know I'm going to say myself. Sure. But uh, my competition is probably my aunt Crystal. Okay. Uh, she played in the WNBA, and mm -hmm. she still thinks she can beat me at three-point competition. So we'll see. I don't know. I haven't played her in a while, so we'll have to see have what guys, happens. Have you guys ever had like a shootout like that? We have. She used to beat me when I was younger. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't know if she can beat me now. I don't think so. You got you got the stroke down at this point. Exactly. Now, last thing for me, what what has your experience at BYU been like overall? I mean, it's been amazing. Um, a lot of ups and downs, learning curves, things like that. But uh, I'm just blessed that Coach Pope and the coaching staff, my teammates, have stuck with me thus far. And, um, you know, just excited to see where everything goes from here. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for the time. Thank you. There you have it, Jackson Robinson. A big thank you to him for taking the time to join us here on the podcast. And that is going to wrap things up on this Tuesday edition of the show. Yes, it is National Signing Day tomorrow. I will be back tomorrow with any other intel I can scoop up in the next 24 hours or so leading up to that. And I'll pass it along to you guys. We'll also talk about uh, kind of the look at what BYU signing class looks like and what the expectations can be as we look at the season uh, from a February 7th perspective, looking all the way out to August 31st when BYU kicks off against Southern Illinois. We'll get to all that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast but once again thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day thank you to all of you once again who are everydayers and thank you for the continued love of the RPO podcast and subscribing there and thank you just simply for the love right here on this show as well we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow right here on Locked On Cougars The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.